It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. Today on the show, looking at a couple post-Senior Bowl mock draft renditions for the 2023 Miami Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Monday, February 6th, 2023. Today on the show, we are still in our draft vibes after the Senior Bowl this past week, so we're going to be exploring some mock draft post-Senior Bowl pre-combine mock draft scenarios for the Miami Dolphins dedicated to a number of primary positions of need for the Miami Dolphins. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. So, Senior Bowl this past week, Mobile, Alabama. The game was on Saturday. I am very much in the vibe to do some mock drafts. So, down here, off to my side, uh, I have... The beta version of the draftnetwork.com's mock draft machine, their mock draft simulator. And by there, I mean ours. Um, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, the co founder of the draftnetwork.com. I spent the better part of the last two months kind of working with our web developer to create and craft the rebuilt, revamped, remodeled version of our mock draft machine. You can choose what team you want to serve as the GM of, and it'll simulate until you're on the clock and you can make trades and all that jazz, really good stuff. But we use our, our predictive rankings uh, to kind of have the board fall how we anticipate it well based on the stock of the players. And what I wanted to do today was go through a couple editions of mock drafts with the mock draft machine, serving as the general manager of the Miami Dolphins, and talk about some players uh of positions at positions of need and how the combinations could piece themselves together based off we know about the team right now. So in order to do that, we have to establish what our primary positions of need are. On the offensive side of the ball, I'll give you three. You got running back, tight end, and one offensive line spot. I don't think you can draft two rookies and play two rookies on this offensive line. You're going to need a veteran starter somewhere. So either a left guard or a right tackle. Those, in my mind, are your three primary positions of need for the Miami Dolphins roster, as things currently stand. Of course, this will evolve with free agency, um, but that's what kind of makes this fun, is it's the most broad brush strokes that you can get. Defensively, I would point to linebacker, outside corner, and a third safety. Those are the three primary positions of need. Now, the Dolphins right now, they're not scheduled to have that many picks, but they have enough for us to check almost all of these boxes. So what we're going to do today on the show, we're going to pull up the mock draft machine, which is still in beta testing. It will launch publicly soon. Cannot 
impressed that clearly enough. Then you'll have right now our, our, our premium members have a chance to beta test it, but it's going to be launching here publicly in the very near future. I have a seven round mock draft up for the Miami Dolphins. We're going to start the draft. And the Dolphins are now on the clock at pick number 52, technically 51, because their first round pick 21 does not exist. That's actually the first thing I want to do. We're going to look at the players who were would be on the clock at 21 to have an opportunity to feel sorry for ourselves just momentarily for what missed opportunities the Dolphins did and did not have uh, for players that are on the board. So players immediately after the pick at, one, at 21 that the Dolphins could be drafting had they not forfeited their first-round pick. Players of interest include tight ends Luke Musgrave and Michael Mayer. That stinks. Bijan Robinson's off the board at running back, so that's that's no worries there. Um, cornerbacks, Cam Smith, Deontay Banks. Cam Smith from South Carolina. Deontay Banks from Maryland. I'm not sweating either one of those. DJ Turner from Michigan. I'm not really sweating that one. Premier positions, positions of need. Christopher Smith, the safety goes at 44, so you could have gone up and got him. It wasn't a super missed opportunity. Yeah, I mean, this it's the tight ends. In this edition, the tight end group is the one that you really see who's on the clock and you kick yourself for not being available. Now, we do have a clock here, so I have two minutes to make a pick here for the Dolphins at pick 52 slash 51. Some of the best available players at positions of need include Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M. He's a little bit of a nickel hybrid type. Tucker Craft, tight end from South Dakota State. Cody Mauch is on the board here uh, from North Dakota State. That was a big senior bowl standout. That's probably the direction we're going to go in this first one. We're going to draft Cody Mauch. Played left tackle for the Bison. He plays uh, all five positions at the Senior Bowl. Big standout for his performance in that regard. Um, I think he's a left guard in the NFL, so he's your, your player to play between Teron Armstead and Connor Williams. And I think that he's a scheme transcendent, scheme diverse player. I think that's a good fit. So we've checked our offensive line primary box. Now, flipping around to 78 slash 77, depending on if you're counting the pick that was forfeited or not. You have a couple linebackers, Dion Henley, Washington State, Noah Sewell, Oregon Ducks, Julius Brents, a corner from Kansas State. I think that's probably the play is Julius Brents. Now, Matthew Bergeron is here at offensive tackle. I think he's probably played himself uh, into a higher stratosphere based on his performance at the Senior Bowl. That's the, the corner value feels appropriate here, especially when you consider just based on and these are these are set off of team needs across all 32 teams. You had corners go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight corners in the first round. That's an abnormally high number. It probably predictably will not be that much, but then you have nine, 10 in the second round, 11, 12, you have 12 corners in the first 75 picks. If that's the case, if you're going to get a corner to play outside, it's Brents or bust is really where we're at. So we will go ahead and make Julius Brents the pick here for the Dolphins with their first of two third-round selections. 
And that worked out pretty well because you really only lost a couple of linebackers as far as best available players that have fallen off since. You have some running backs, Kenny McIntosh from Georgia, Israel Abanacanda from Pittsburgh, Chase Brown from Illinois. Brown was down at the Senior Bowl. He didn't have a great week. Uh, I am interested in if Chase's brother, Sydney, is available. This was, for me, the big winner uh, from the Senior Bowl event. Uh, Sydney Brown was a man possessed. He flew around super high football IQ. That's your third safety. I'm vibing with that. So I'm going to make Sidney Brown the pick with that second third round selection, which puts the Dolphins back on the clock at 178 slash 177. Again, depending on whether or not you're counting the forfeited pick or not in the queue. So you got to wait like three rounds <laughs> to come back on the clock. And now that you're in the sixth round, I'll say for the Dolphins, they have picks at 178 and 240 scheduled, and that is it. Uh, the expectation for these players is not that you are going to find players that really move the needle for you in helping your football team win football games in the current year. That's the big challenge for the Dolphins to avoid what they fell into last year. Now, that should be easier to do given that the Dolphins have three picks earlier than when, when they made their first pick in 2022 when they picked Channing Tindall. Positions of need. We've addressed safety, the third safety. We addressed the corner, so that means you need a linebacker, you need a running back, and you need a tight end. Um, I don't love what we have available at any of these for plug-in plays. I do think you have an opportunity at tight end to land somebody who can give you valuable inline reps right here. His name is Zach Kuntz uh, from Old Dominion. Uh, he is formerly a player at Penn State. So he committed to Penn State as a tight end before transferring to Old Dominion for more playing time. Kuntz is stereotypical size and stature. So if I'm at list late in the draft and I'm looking for a role player, I'll probably draft Zach Kuntz, the tight end from Old Dominion and put ourselves on the clock with our last pick at 240, having addressed four of our six primary needs and either looking at drafting a running back or alternatively drafting a linebacker. Linebackers in the seventh round. Aubrey Miller is available. Aubrey Miller was one of the standouts from the senior bowl. He's a small school guy from Jackson State. Uh, really flew around all week. You know what? I'm not even going to overthink it. We're going to draft Aubrey Miller. Which means... Your, your five-player draft class for the Dolphins in the first of several simulations we are going to do. Your top three picks, you committed two to the defensive side of the ball. You drafted Cody Mauch. I think he's a starter. Julius Brents, I think he can be a starter. Sidney Brown should be your third safety. He's kind of a blend between Brandon Jones and Javon Holland. That's a really nice player to have as far as skill set. And then Zach Kuntz as a inline tight end blocker and Aubrey Miller as a special teams jackhammer linebacker type player. That's not a bad group. I'm not mad about that group. My challenge now is to make sure that the next mock draft in which we have to address a different position first overall, so we can't go offensive lineman this time, and that's the purpose of the exercise, is to explore opportunity cost. Well, if we do this here, what's the domino effect? But if we do that here, what other things can come out differently? And that is the fun 
that is involved with doing mock drafts and uh, kind of exploring the choose-your-own-adventure that comes with the offseason. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people professionally with licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, all with the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it is more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. So just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist, and if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Excited to share the news with you all about our new sports book partner because our new sports betting partner for Locked On is the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on anything from the money line to point spreads to who's going to score a touchdown. You name it. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat-first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Time for our next mock draft. We're going to do at least two more. Maybe more. I don't know. We have a really nice day planned. I don't know if we're going to have enough time. We're going to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. So let's do this thing again. Another seven-round mock for the Dolphins. We're locked in. And uh, we're going to go ahead and put ourselves on the clock. I do have one fun wrinkle for the third one. We'll do the same exercise. Uh, names that come off the board that we are lamenting being gone for the Dolphins uh, that would be on the board to pick 120 or uh, 21 in the first round. Uh, Luke Musgrave again. I would acknowledge Cam Smith, the corner from South Carolina. DeWand Jones, offensive tackle from Ohio State, was available in this stretch. John Michael Schmitz, guard slash center from Minnesota, going and off the board in this one. Christopher Smith. Uh, the safety once again. Drew Sanders at linebacker going and off the board uh, after the pick at, at 21. So there were some options in this one. It's a more diverse group. And Cody Mauch is gone by the time we're back on the clock at 52. So for the Dolphins, now remember your primary positions of need third corner, or, or excuse me, outside corner, third safety, linebacker, stack linebacker, running back, tight end offensive line spot, either tackle or guard. Best players available in this stretch for the Dolphins at 52 in the second of mock drafts. Trenton Simpson, linebacker Clemson, a little bit more of a hash defender as compared to a true uh, stack linebacker. He struggled as a stack linebacker this year. Oh, we might want to trade out of this one. Okay, Dalton Kincaid, tight end Utah. Uh, a little bit more of a receiving type. I think he's a sufficient blocker, but he's not really going to need move the needle as an inline player, as a blocker. 
Travius Hodges Tomlinson, corner from TCU. Small player, good player, but small player. Uh, Jalen Duncan's available. That's of interest to me. Uh, Jalen Duncan played left tackle for Maryland. Played some right tackle down at the Senior Bowl. That is an interesting name to watch. And now you're, quite frankly, really into names that you would expect to be available uh, when you're on the clock in the third. So that stinks. <laughs> That's, this is a really rough, rough draw. In a perfect world, I'd trade out of this. Uh, but I don't want to subject everybody to me pulling up the trade functionality and, and negotiating. So we're going to draft Jalen Duncan. Tackle from Maryland. He's going to serve as your right tackle. So technically, we addressed a different position, even though we drafted an offensive lineman first last time. Dolphins on the clock at 78. You know what? Let's draft Diane Henley. So Diane Henley, former wide receiver, converted to safety, converted to linebacker, then transferred to Washington State. This player had a really nice week down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, rocked up, build, fast to flow, quick twitch athlete. He played a 3-3-5 stack at Washington State, which if you're not familiar with the 3-3-5 stack, it is the least friendly projection and evaluation for a linebacker in college football. Because so few of what you're doing is replicatable when you go to the NFL. But Henley had a good week. He shined in the one-on-ones. We're going to draft Dion Henley here and make sure we get out in front of a linebacker before that needs spirals too far away from us. Now we could go with a running back, potentially, back on the clock at 85 with the second of the two third-round selections. Israel Abanacanda is still available. Uh, Roshan Johnson from Texas is a little bit more of a Jeff Wilson-type player, and I mentioned him last week. Abanacanda is going to run really well. Uh, Bannikana was super productive at Michigan or at Pittsburgh, excuse me. He's a 210 plus running back that's going to run in the four threes. Do I want to go there? <sighs> I'm going to him and haul about this. I'm going to make it really difficult on myself. We've already established Sidney Brown in the last one. I'm going to invoke some new names here. Let's draft a running back because at tight end, we have Sam Laporta from Iowa. And Davis Allen from Clemson is the best available players. Laporta would probably be a good fit, if I'm being totally honest. But man, I, I'm going to get the explosive runner. We're going to draft Israel Abanacana with the pick in, in the third round at 85. So now 178. The Dolphins are on the clock. Players of interest that are available at positions of need. Riley Moss at corner. This is a cover three player track background. Really good bursty speed. Um, high interception total at Iowa. They play a lot of cover three, so they play a lot of zone. He has to play a lot from depth. Uh, Christian Young, a safety from Arizona, is a name to look at here as well. Tight ends have, have been tapped out. We're back to the, the Zach Kuntz uh, stratosphere at that position. I could go with – I'm going to wait on it. I'm going to see if he's there in the seventh round. So we're going to draft Riley Moss, corner out of Iowa. He's got like 11 career interceptions. Um, 
GPS times, was one of the fastest GPS time defenders down here. So with the Dolphins' last pick, this is the big question, is if I played the board right or not. I did not shoot. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, we're going to have to wait and see if the player that I was going to draft at tight end is there on the third pass through uh, because Hunter Lookie, fullback, tight end, H-back, another versatile complimentary player to um, Alec Ingold came off the board. I missed him by about five picks. That's a bummer. Okay. Shame on me. I got greedy. So tight ends off the board. Uh, running back was selected, which means we need to draft a safety here since we are trying to fill all the spots. Oh, okay. Daniel Scott, safety from Cal, uh, was another player down at the Senior Bowl. He's on the board here. A really good-looking athlete. Uh, he's got good range. He's not a great tackler. Uh, he had a nice effort on some ball skills at the Senior Bowl. Uh, we'll make him the last pick there. I don't think he's necessarily going to be a anything other than a special teams type player for you, so you better sign a third safety and free agency that can contribute. I think if you're going to draft Riley Moss, I think there is an outside chance that he could be the kind of player who plays significant snaps defensively for you, even if he's going to be a more high-variance player and he's not a great tackler. He's not super physical. Um, so the draft class here, Jalen Duncan, offensive tackle, Diane Henley, linebacker, Israel Abanacanda, running back, Riley Moss, corner, Daniel Scott, safety. I definitively like the better, the, or the first group, I should say, better than the second group. I'm not over the moon on this second draft class. We have one more draft class to go. But before we do, Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. I'll need to tell all you lovebirds that you've probably had your date plans on the calendar for weeks. But have you found the perfect Valentine's Day gift yet? Whether you're celebrating this day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with modern convenience online shopping at BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life, special moments, or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Their simple tools online let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft that perfect piece, perfect piece to your specifications. Every order is insured and arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free, and so are returns. So right now, you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That is BlueNile.com for up to 50% off BlueNile.com. So we have one more. We have one more mock draft to do. And what I'd like to do with this one is I'd like to do something a little different. I'm going to try to trade up here. I'm going to try to see if we can get the Dolphins into a certain stratosphere of the draft and explore the cost to move up into, say, the back six picks of the first round. So this one will take a little bit longer because it won't be the fast mode, uh, but I want to do it this way so I can see and target certain players if certain players start to tumble, which you never know what you might ever get. So we're off and running here. We're through about the first five picks. Everything looks chalk thus far. Uh, I'll stop every. Uh, I'll start stop starting at 16 and kind of review some names that I'm having my eyes on to see if they fall to around 30. Okay. So through the first 16 picks, you have three quarterbacks. 
Young, Levis, and Stroud. You've got Jalen Carter and Will Anderson generally perceived to be the two blue-chip defensive prospects. Bijan Robinson is gone. You have three corners gone. Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr., and Devin Witherspoon. Tight end Michael Mayer is gone. Offensive lineman Paris Johnson and Peter Skaronsky are gone. Uh, defensive lineman Miles Murphy, Tyree Wilson, Brian Brzee, Lucas Van Ness, all also gone. So if I look at who's available, I see Jordan Addison's name, good player, not interested for the Dolphins. Broderick Jones plays a position of need. We mentioned those corners before, names like Cam Smith, Clark Phillips, Keely Ringo from Georgia, Dewan Jones, the offensive tackle from Ohio State, is still on the board. John Michael Schmitz, the interior offensive lineman from Minnesota, who for my money was the best player uh, from all the offensive linemen down at the Senior Bowl. Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama is available. Darnell Washington is available. Drew Sanders. So we have options, right? Like we can kind of afford to let this thing go a little bit. Maybe we'll do the next eight picks. Pause again and see what names have come off the clock that were of interest to me. And that's a really tough scene because of the next four picks, they were all names that we just just mentioned that have just fallen completely off the face of the earth. Uh, so we're going to pause here. Number 28 is on the clock. Dewan Jones is gone, Ohio State. Keely Ringo, corner, Georgia's gone. Brian Branch, safety, Alabama's gone. Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, Georgia, gone. Clark Phillips, corner, Utah, gone. John Michael Schmitz, offensive lineman, Dallas, gone. Or he's from Minnesota, got drafted to Dallas at 27. So we are living in a world in which the best available players of interest, and I'll ask myself which ones I, I feel compelled to trade up for. Uh, Cam Smith, corner, South Carolina. Darnell Washington and Luke Musgrave. We've had a fortunate break here as far as the tight ends go. You're probably going to get one that comes off the board here at 28 to Cincinnati would be my guess. Uh, Drew Sanders is still on the clock. Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida. Luke Musgrave, tight end. I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna let two more names come off. And whenever two more names come off of this list, this is usually how teams do this. They got teams or they got prospects in buckets, right? And it's like, here's all of our round one greats. And when we get close to the end of that group, we have to look at the board and say, how close are we to drafting? Are we just gonna concede we're not gonna get a plug and play day one starter? Or are we gonna go up and get one? This is the exploratory opportunity to say, okay, what's the opportunity cost? Sure enough, Darnell Washington is off the board at 28. Drew Sanders off at 30. So that puts us to Philadelphia at 32. And you still have Luke Musgrave, Cam Smith. I'm, I'm just going to go to 32. We're going to make the trade. We're going to go. We're going to trade with the Eagles. The Dolphins and Eagles trade together fairly frequently. So the Dolphins are going to offer 52, 83, and a future three for 32. So this is to move up 20 spots, and it's going to cost you two third-round picks, hypothetically. The Eagles still have to accept the trade. They have accepted the Dolphins' offer. So now the Dolphins, for the cost of two threes, went up from 52 to 32. So now you do have a first-round pick, but now you got to wait until 78, and then you got to wait until the sixth round. Nevertheless, you've locked me in place. I will gladly select 
Oregon State tight end Luke Musgrave with the first pick for the Dolphins in this mock simulation, knowing full well that we're going to have to wait a while for our next one, 78 next. So you got to do math here on the show, which is always dangerous proposition. Uh, 46 spots. So about 50 spots you could have to wait, round and a half. But Luke Musgrave was a player we really talked up last week throughout the course of the podcasting, talking about his impact. And sure enough, before the Dolphins came around for their next pick, they had three tight ends go from that pick at 32 to that pick at 52. This is why you do the trade-ups, to put yourself in a position where you don't get hung out the dry. We're on the clock in five picks. Diane Henley, Trenton Simpson, Noel Sewell, all coming off the board. Those are tough scenes. Zach Charbonnet got picked one pick ahead of the Dolphins. I hate that for Miami. We have Julius Brent still on the board at 78. But you also have a linebacker who I actually think would be a really good fit. His name's Jack Campbell from Iowa. He could play a little bit in space. He's long. He's cerebral. Uh, really good stack linebacker. He's not going to really wow you with his passing down skill sets, uh, but he is a player who I think could step into this Dolphins defense and start right away, and he's got some length. So now you've got Luke, Luke Musgrave and Jack Campbell as your first two picks. So my next objective as the Dolphins, and we're, we're going to let this simulation roll through, I'm looking to see are there any egregious tumbles of players that would prompt and facilitate me as the Dolphins to mortgage a significant pick next year to go up and get a guy this year. And we're into the fourth round. I don't really see those names that would compel and push me to move. So we're probably just going to hold firm and I'll, I'll talk about how exciting it is to do a simulation where you have five picks and none in the top 50, but you still walk away with two plug and play day one starters, one of you in each side of the ball at a premier position of need. And that's exactly what the Dolphins got with Luke Musgrave and Jack Campbell based on my assessment of the players. Whether or not the Dolphins ultimately deem those players are in that same stratosphere or not, I don't know. But there's something to be said about the value of a pick at 52 versus a pick at 32 with an extra or without one of your two third-round picks. And I've certainly made peace with that cost because I got a, a player in Luke Musgrave that you don't have to run a lot of volume through in the passing game, but you can run volume through in the passing game. He is a mismatch weapon. He was up over 20 miles per hour in the GPS gun, and he can block. He's a really, really fun player. Now, what we have seen in the simulation here is the Dolphins come on the clock in the next five picks is you've had a, a bottleneck on running backs. And there's a player here in Sean Tucker from Syracuse. 5'10", 210, was super productive, a uh, sprinter in high school that was a champion in the 100 200-meter sprints. Uh, he broke Syracuse's single-season rushing record in 2021 with 1,500 rushing yards. That Syracuse offense had nothing. Syracuse and a run against in junior, and that was it. I think this late in the draft for a 210-pound back that runs hard and has some initial explosiveness, even if he doesn't have pure straight-line speed, He's a good pick, and he fell because of positional value. You had a bottleneck. You had four running backs who were all the best available players, but because of positional value and teams not having that as a significant need, these players ended up tumbling down the board, and you got a better player that fell into your lap. That's how a guy like Jay Ajayi gets drafted by the Dolphins in the fifth round. 
right? It's just kind of the way it goes sometimes. So Miami with Musgrave, Campbell, and Sean Tucker, it doesn't matter what happens at 240. This, in my mind, is the best mock I've done. So as we move forward, I'm going to ask myself, okay, is it worth having three picks in the, the 70s or two picks in the 70s and 80s? Or is it worth having one pick going up and get it? Depending on how the board falls, sometimes it might be one, sometimes it might be the other. But uh, Miami having no pick at 21 can be accentuated with the select handful of players, but what we've also uncovered throughout this exercise is it's no guarantee that those select handful of players are going to be there. Now, I'd be surprised if you had three tight ends come off the board in the top 20, but you just you, you really don't know. With the last pick, I am going to go with a guy who's probably going to be raised up in our rankings with our next update. He was one of the standouts from the Senior Bowl, a big physical outside corner, Darius Rush from South Carolina, who's up over 21 and a half miles per hour on the GPS gun at Senior Bowl this past week. So Luke Musgrave, Jack Campbell, Sean Tucker, Darius Rush, the third of three mocks for today's show. And for my money, it's comfortably the best one. And with a bang. Hope you guys enjoyed a kind of a post-Senior Bowl mock draft inducing some names, asking ourselves some draft approach questions uh, that, of course, will change and be fluid as we get closer to free agency and we kind of understand how the team's going to spend money. We're going to get into some of those conversations about specific players and financial avenues for them uh, here later this week. So make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your Monday. I will talk with you all again tomorrow. Fins up. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.